It's one of the most sacred, revered, and volatile spots on planet Earth. I'm talking about the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Today, we'll explore the incendiary topic of the rebuilding of the temple with an expert whose views are controversial, to say the least, today Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Does the Bible predict that the temple will need to be rebuilt in Jerusalem before the Messiah can return? This question is hotly disputed, but it's not nearly as controversial as the Temple Mount itself. The Temple Mount is probably the most valuable real estate on the planet, and it has been the source of war and conflict for centuries. If the temple is to be rebuilt, how can it possibly coexist with the Muslim Dome of the Rock? Or will the dome, which is one of the holiest sites in Islam, have to come down? Recently, I was in Israel where I met with a gentleman who has a lot to say about this highly volatile issue. Here's a look at my interview with the founder of the Temple Mount Faithful Movement, Gershon Solomon. Gershon, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us. I've so been looking forward to meeting with you and, and talking with you about some of the most interesting and important developments I think happening not only in Israel but in the world. So you were raised your, from your childhood with a strong expectation of the coming of the Messiah. Absolutely right. For us, the coming of the Messiah is not only a coming of one person that will come and redeem Israel and then all the world. For us, it is a messianic time. You know, the rebirth of Israel as a nation in 1948, as it was prophesied by Isaiah, in one day, a nation that was lost and spread all over the world by the enemies of this nation, in one day became again a nation. And where? Not in any other place in the world, but in the same land of the covenant that God gave to this nation. Gershom, talk about the movement, okay. this movement to rebuild the temple. Is it gaining momentum? In reality, it seems that not a lot of Jewish people are interested in this. In fact, I know that many Christians are. We talked earlier, maybe there's more interest among Christians than the Jewish community. Is yeah. it gaining momentum? Yeah, let me tell you this. Um, I want to bring a similar uh, situation after the destruction of the uh, of the first temple, when the people of Israel, 70 years later, you know, the temple was destroyed in the year 586 BCE and, and was rebuilt in the year 516 BCE. And when the people of Israel came, they said, it's not time to build the temple. How can we build the temple? There was a prophet, a great prophet, Haggai. In chapter 1 in his prophecy, he's speaking to Israel in the name of God and saying, you are saying it is no time to build a temple? It is time for you in, to dwell in your paneled houses while my house, the house of God, is in renewance, destruction? 
how you dare to leave it like this when I redeemed you? And he said to Israel, if you don't do it, you will pay a terrible price. You know, I will bring on the, on the country uh, um, that no rain will be, you will not have to food and, and no peace and, and other things. So take wood and go up and build the temple of God and I will make pleasure in it. That's what God is saying to Israel at this time. And this is the time that God is saying it even more than any time in the past to build the temple. Since I was a kid, when my first great-great-grandfather came to the land, he, um, he, he wanted to build the temple. He could not do it. So he built the Chuvah synagogue, the biggest synagogue that symbolized this, the beginning of the redemption of Israel in Jerusalem. But he, uh, he uh, shared with the coming generations, from father to son, when the time will allow you, don't wait for the Messiah. Go and build the temple of God. And when the temple of God will be rebuilt, then will come a real peace to Israel and God will dwell in the midst of you. Is the movement growing? It seems like Very the society much. is so secularized. Or... Yeah, let me tell you, when I, 67, this godly war of Israel that I believe that, war, that was the second stage in the redemption of Israel, the spiritual redemption now, Six, six days war, 67, was not an accident. You know, when Israel was attacked by the Arab countries from all the sides, and God gave us the biggest victory since the time of Abraham until today, when they were defeated. In three hours, Israel came back, actually, to Jerusalem, the biblical Jerusalem, to the Temple Mount, to um, uh, Judea and Sumeria and Gaza, to the Golan Heights, to the Sinai. And, and it, it, it is not an, a regular event. I was sure this is the time to build the temple of God and start the, the spiritual stage of the redemption of Israel. When we come back, lots more on the rebuilding of the third temple with Gershon Solomon. Stay with me. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. But our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. It opens the door for us to share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe. We go with a powerful sense of urgency because we know that time is literally running out. Infants and toddlers are the most vulnerable and the most likely to die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. 
The need is enormous. How many can we help? The answer lies in part with you. Will you help save and transform the lives of precious people from Israel's lost tribes by sharing your most generous gift today? As our special thank you when you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we want to send you the amazing Rose of Bethlehem necklace. This unique piece of jewelry features a Star of David with a natural flower set in the center. This remarkable flower is found in the deserts around Bethlehem and through the centuries has been associated with miracles because of its ability to bloom over and over again. A single drop of water will cause it to rebloom for years to come and serve as a beautiful reminder of God's never-ending faithfulness. Also, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll receive our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This beautiful bi-monthly magazine brings you timely insights into Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith, as well as teaching and testimonies. God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. It's one of the most sacred, revered, and volatile spots on planet Earth. I'm talking about the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Today, we'll explore the incendiary topic of the rebuilding of the temple with an expert whose views are controversial, to say the least, today. Recently, I returned from Jerusalem where I was able to meet with a gentleman who I had been wanting to interview for a very long time. He believes that the third temple will be rebuilt in his lifetime, a viewpoint considered highly controversial. Here's more from my interview with Gershom Solomon, the founder of the Temple Mount Faithful Movement. Gershom, talk about the movement, okay. this movement to rebuild the temple, but I want you to deal with the second thing, and that is those that, that teach that the temple will be rebuilt when Mashiach comes rather than before. How do you answer that? Yeah, the belief was, especially among the Orthodox Jews, that um, when the Mashiach comes, he will establish, the, re-establish the, the state or the kingdom of Israel. He will regather the Jews from all the world. He will, um, he, he will make, uh, he will be actually the commander of, of the Jewish army to get back the land. He will make the wars against Israel and, and to face them. And he will build the temple. And he will even regather the 10 lost tribes. All these events happened before the coming of the Messiah. And as I told you, the coming of the Messiah is not depending in a person, in an in a individual Israeli. The, the idea of the Messiah is an, an idea of, of, uh, of an event, a messianic time that Israel will be in, uh, together with God. And since I was a kid, 
And, and um, I used to go, uh, Jerusalem was divided, I used to go to the, to the tomb of King David in Mount Zion. And on the roof, I used to sit as a kid, hours, looking to the Temple Mount. And I prayed to God and asked him, please give me the privilege to build your house. Give me the privilege to be a part of it. Give me the privilege to convince my people, Israel, to not to wait more, but to build the temple. And then will come the redemption. Then will come the Mashiach. What a moment. What a moment. I was up on the Temple Mount, or I was by the Kotel, and here you see the Temple Mount with this, with this Dome of the Rock, which is a, a, a pagan temple. How do you see that happening? First of all, let me tell you immediately, the temple cannot be built next to the Dome of the Rock or next to the Al-Aqsa uh, Mosque. So both mosques have to come down. Yeah, the temple cannot be even one inch in, in the side of, of the Dome of the Rock or any other place. Kirshen, how? How do you see this unfolding? Okay, let me tell you, you know, people in Israel are afraid to say it, especially our leadership, despite the changes started to be among our leaders. That's why I'm here in your office. Yeah. <laughs> tell us the truth. Yeah. This pagan building should be removed from this place. But in the natural realm, if I can use that term, the world community is never going to allow that. The, the Arab community is never going to allow it. How, how do you see this happening? Let me tell you, who dreamed that in 1948 will be a Jewish-Israeli state in the Middle East, in the same location of, of, uh, of uh, the covenant, the land that God gave us? Who believed? Who believed that such a small nation will defeat so many countries and powers that came against this nation to, to destroy it, to push Israel to the Mediterranean. Who believed? It is not the first time that foreigners built their um, houses, the pagan houses of worship on the Temple Mount, and they were removed. And and I'm not saying it that God should, should do it. As, a, as the history of the relationship of him with Israel, Israel should do it with the blessing of God. Do you think you'll see it in your lifetime? Absolutely. You do? Sure. Gershon, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to meet with us today. Thank it's you so much. It's just been a very enriching experience. And please, say to those <coughs> friends and even brothers and sisters from the evangelical Christians, the God and people of Israel love you, appreciate you. For the end of the end, we shall never forget. They're going to hear it from you yeah. on television. Thank you. A big thanks to Gershom Solomon for taking the time to talk with us. Next up, an ancient first century dungeon discovered in Jerusalem 
where many believe Jesus was held captive right before his crucifixion. You don't want to miss this. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. But our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. It opens the door for us to share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe. We go with a powerful sense of urgency because we know that time is literally running out. Infants and toddlers are the most vulnerable and the most likely to die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. The need is enormous. How many can we help? The answer lies in part with you. Will you help save and transform the lives of precious people from Israel's lost tribes by sharing your most generous gift today? As our special thank you when you respond with a gift of $40 or more, we want to send you the amazing Rose of Bethlehem necklace. This unique piece of jewelry features a Star of David with a natural flower set in the center. This remarkable flower is found in the deserts around Bethlehem and through the centuries has been associated with miracles because of its ability to bloom over and over again. A single drop of water will cause it to rebloom for years to come and serve as a beautiful reminder of God's never-ending faithfulness. Also, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll receive our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This beautiful bi-monthly magazine brings you timely insights into Israel, Bible prophecy, and the Jewish roots of your faith, as well as teaching and testimonies. God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people to share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources. Please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. While I was in Israel, we stopped by a site called Peter Galikantu. This is the traditional site of Caiaphas's house. Caiaphas, if you remember, was the high priest. And we know that Jesus, after his arrest, was taken to the home of the high priest. This is where he faced the Sanhedrin, which was the high court of the Jewish people, before being taken on to stand before Pontius Pilate. Now, archaeologists discovered an ancient dungeon on this site, and many believe that this dungeon is where Jesus was held immediately after his arrest. This is also the place where Peter fulfilled the prophecy of, of Yeshua that he would be denied three times. Let's go now to the home of the high priest in Jerusalem. I'm sitting in an ancient dungeon here in Jerusalem. Some believe that Yeshua actually was put in this dungeon overnight because it's over the ruins of Caiaphas's house, the ancient Sanhedrin. 
and there's actually markings in the stone where there were chains affixed to the rock. So this is a real dungeon. This is a dungeon that would be very similar to one that the Apostle Paul spent much of his ministry in many of the epistles that he wrote were called prison epistles. They were written in dungeons, dark, wet, cold dungeons just like this. And yet Paul was able to exhort us while sitting in a dungeon like this to rejoice in all things. And again, I say rejoice. He talks about being content in all things. You know, suffering is one of the things that we can't fully understand. Why would a loving God allow us to go through some terrible circumstance, uh, an illness? Why didn't God intervene? And those are questions that we can't answer. Why did God allow the Holocaust is the question that I hear so often from Jewish people, if he's God. And many have reached the conclusion that either God is not all loving or he's not all powerful. Uh, I believe that, that neither are true, that God is all powerful, that he is all loving but we are a creation that is separated from him through sin. And the wage of that sin is death. And so we live in an environment of death. And unfortunately, the world is still suffering from the curse of sin. The good news is we'll be redeemed from that. And uh, there'll be a day that will come where there'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more disease, no more suffering. But that day is yet ahead. And until that day comes, we have to fight the good fight. And part of that fight is enduring suffering and resolving that in our minds that we're not going to know all the answers, but that God is good, that God is a God of love, that God cares. I know that some of you are going through suffering, so, and I don't know what that suffering is. It may be the loss of a loved one. It may be an illness that you're fighting or the illness of a loved one or the, the, the breakdown of a marriage, or a, a child that's gone astray, whatever you are enduring, it, it couldn't have compared to the sufferings of Yeshua, and certainly uh, the, the, the pain of being completely cut off from God and bearing our sins on himself at Calvary. It couldn't have compared with the suffering of Paul as he sat in dungeons very much like this 2,000 years ago, writing things to us like what he tells us in Romans chapter 8 in verse 18 where he, he says this, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will revealed or be revealed in us. In other words, he's saying that whatever you're enduring now, no matter how bad you think it is, it can't be compared with the glory that lies ahead. In other words, compared to the riches that lay before us, looking back, all of this will seem insignificant compared to the riches that are ahead for us. I know that nothing can separate us from the love of God in the Messiah Jesus, not death, not suffering, not pearl, not nakedness, not any kind of persecution or suffering. So whatever you're going through today, I wanna to encourage you as I sit in this dungeon here in Jerusalem, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You will make it through. This, you will get this behind you. And what's ahead is glorious. What's ahead is riches beyond anything we can imagine. And it's not to be compared 
with the sufferings that you endure now. So I say in the name of Yeshua, be free. I say in the name of Yeshua, just receive peace and rest and joy for your souls because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Rejoice in the Lord through your sufferings and let his love and peace and rest come into your life. Keep pressing on, okay? We'll be right back. Come with us to the land flowing with milk and honey. Jonathan Burness and his family want to extend a personal invitation to you to join them in Israel in 2014, November 29th through December 10th for the Jewish Voice 2014 Israel Tour. You'll experience a land filled with rich history and culture as you walk where Yeshua walked and watch the Bible come to life. You'll visit Jerusalem and the site of the ancient temple, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, and the Garden Tomb. While in the Holy Land, Jonathan Burness will also give you the opportunity to rededicate your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee. And he'll lead you in biblical teachings at historic locations you've read about in the Bible. Visit our website, www.jewishvoice.org or call 800-299-YESHUA right now for more information and make plans to come with us to Israel. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, glasses, even eye surgeries, all completely free of charge. But most importantly, we share the gospel with them. And it's through your faithful support that we're making a difference in their lives. As our way of saying thank you, I'd like to send you this beautiful and very, very unique gift. It's called the Rose of Bethlehem. It's a necklace. This is a natural flower. It's really fascinating, which actually grows in the deserts around Bethlehem. And it's so unique and extraordinary. It's closed and then when it's touched by water, it opens over and over again and then it closes and then when you put water back on it it opens again in a sense it's actually living water brings it to life just as the living water brings us life it will actually keep reblooming for years to come every time it's touched with water and this will be a constant reminder of god's never-ending faithfulness. This is a miraculous, one-of-a-kind keepsake, and it's a lovely piece of jewelry that will connect you to the Holy Land. As an additional bonus, when you share and request these resources, I also want you to have our Jewish Voice Today magazine. This is a bi-monthly magazine about some really vital topics pertaining to Israel, Bible prophecy, the Jewish roots of your faith. It's a great resource, and I want to get it into your hands. And remember, if you choose to receive these materials, your gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. And be sure to like our page and you can stay up to date on everything that is happening here at Jewish Voice. Well, we're out of time. As I leave you today, I want to remind you, I do this in every program, 
because it's so important to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel needs our prayers. The Jewish people need our prayers. And the Bible says God will prosper that love thee. Psalm 122.6, make it a reality in your prayer life this week. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.